Welcome back to episode five of Yarns with Dad. Um, I really apologise to any of you who are expecting some sort of chronological narrative because that's obviously not going to happen. And this week I had an extra degree of difficulty by giving Mum a mic as well. To be honest, I should have had Mum on the mic right from the start, but for whatever reason I didn't. Um <laughs> Mum has added this week a whole lot of stuff about the Pringle family and uh, in trying to keep that chronological narrative, I've kept that for a future episode. But this this particular podcast is really lovely. It's There's a lot here about how Mum and Dad met and please listen through to the end of the 15 minutes because I think the way this one ends is really lovely. So um, especially to those listeners who are across the United States and in Belgium um, and in some Arabic company country that I'm not quite sure um, which one it even is, <laughs> but if you are legitimately listening to Yarns with Dad because you like the Yarns with Dad, then please enjoy this one, which is mostly a about beers and beaches and ballrooms. Thank you. The old man, he, he brought half of Clayton's farm. Right. Um, and because Clayton's had a farm. Is that the farm you have when you're not having a farm? Yeah. Judging by what you Arthur, said about past farming ability. Arthur Clayton, yeah, well, I'm just, yeah, that's right. Um, they also had a farm at Beerwall. Yeah. And they ended up selling both the farms and they shifted to Yapoon. Anyway, uh, Arthur Clayton never ever worked himself. Right. He was a gentleman farmer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, because he had his son on the farm and they had two or three employees. Mm-hmm. He never worked. He just used to work his head. Right. And uh, Mrs. he never ever drove the car. Never ever drove. Oh. Mrs. Clayton used to, she was a wonderful woman too, Mrs. Clayton. Oh, old Arthur was all right. Him and the old man, they used to go, they used to play bowls twice a bloody week. Oh, yeah. And I remember mum telling him, telling the old man once, he said, it's all right, it's all right for Arthur going playing bowls. He's got bloody men working while he's playing bowls. You've you got bloody no one, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he, was, he used to play Palmwoods. And there was no bowling club, no bowls club in Wumboy then, but he was one of the foundation members, one of the founders of the Wumboy Bowls Club. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, right. And uh, there was about six or seven of them got together. Right. They started the Wumboy Bowls. Oh, no, I never knew that. No. I no. knew about pa, uh, Father, of course, with the um, Surf Lifesaving Club. But yeah. yeah, well, uh, all, uh, Pringle, well all, blokes all, all, yeah. all Pringle boys that started that Alex Surf Club. And books. Yeah, all Pringle. Uh, well, all Wumboy boys, I yeah, meant Wumbai to Wumbai say. Boy, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all Wumboy. And uh, that was, they were great old days, too. Yeah. And um, we used to, when I was a kid, we used to go down there a lot on the weekends. Uh, to but, Alex? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. long did it take to get to Alex from Mumbai then? Well, it just take a fair while because we used to have come right back from, from where we lived into Mumbai. Right. So did the Dilbar Road not go no. all the way through? It went right through, but it was but impassable. There was nothing, but, oh, it was impassable. Yeah, it couldn't yeah. get through. But we used to, yeah, no, had to go down over the yellow flats. Yeah. 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 And yeah. we go down the hill from the where the roads all meet there, the yeah. three roads meet. Yeah. Um, that's where you get onto the flat then. Yeah. Well, there used to be, it must have been a swamp or something once because yeah. there used to be uh, it looks this like corduroy it with um, tea tree logs. Yes. But um, it got to the stage, we used to be able to go down that way, but then it 
became impassable and we had to, for years we had to go right up around Wombai and down Maroochydore Road. Oh clean. right, yeah. It was quite a long trip. Yeah, yeah. And it was the same with the Dusty Roads Bridge. When the, when the Pringles were... It, it was passable going. in the early days. Yeah. But it got to the stage where it, it, uh, they had to close it. Yeah. And for quite a long time, you're quite a few years, a lot of years, you could only go as far as the bridge and couldn't go back up to Nambour that way. What the boys used to do, they'd all get together in one truck or ute or whatever they had, I don't know. They'd drive down Friday afternoon mm. to, to the headlands, yeah. camp under people's houses. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. There were no bloody houses at the headlands then. They used well, to... I'd they used to all live at the um, Lifesavers. No, an odd one must have had a house for a while, while because hey? Father said they used to camp under somebody's house overnight. I don't know whose weekend. house it would have been because no. there wasn't the only thing, the only other building that was there was that Presbyterian or whatever it was. Youth hostel, there, yeah. There was yeah. nothing there. And in front of the uh, surf club there, that was corduroy too. The road it was as rough as guts. That mm. was on the way to Mooloola mm. before we went up the hill. But the um, the surf club it was only a little. It's this wooden, wooden shack. Wooden oh yeah, sort of somewhere shack. there's a yeah. photo of it with Adam Pringle standing in front of it in his bathers. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> nearly neck to knees, yeah. not quite knitted woolen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bathers. The last thing you want to wear in the surf. Straps over. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, every every season, every summer when the surf life saving season started. They used to put this bloody thing on and then get black boot polish and grub all over themselves where the skin was uncovered when things had eaten holes in the <laughs> bathers over the winter. Uh, an- another funny thing that happened when I was a kid too. <laughs> we were, we're still going to school. Yeah. We were up at Clayton's one day. <coughs> we really used to live there. And uh, Max, my cousin, used to uh, wake with he, they lived on the bit that the old man sold him. Sitting on the bloody push lawnmower, see? Just sitting on the bloody blades. <laughs> David Clark come pushed and cut his ass. <laughs> I don't know whether Max remembers that. But, uh, oh, God. <laughs> some of Max's daughters and sisters that'll probably, they'll, they'll, they'll hear this because they, they want me to share it. Right. Oh, but Max has never told him that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, cut his ass. He couldn't sit down for a while. <laughs> no, that was funny. Yeah, the old man, he, he used to go playing bowls all the time. And, mm. uh, he used to be go to the bloody Buffalo Lodge down at Palmwoods too. Mum used to never get anywhere, you know. Yeah. And uh, she, never, she never drank. She might have had a shandy. She, I, remember, I, I remember her having a shandy. Yeah, that's about The only reason I know what a shandy is is, I think, because through Nana. Like, I remember yeah, Nana having yeah, a shandy. She, she always had a shandy. Yeah. yeah. When I started drinking, I used to always drink double sarsas at the pub. Then I started doing beer, but I had to have a dash of lemonade, a dash of sarsa in my beer I always had. Oh, right. Yeah, and that was at the Wombai pub. Yeah. And when the, we, we started drinking at the commercial because... The woman that owned the commercial, we had, she had some ground on Pringle Road. The old man leased it to grow beans on, see? Yeah. So he'd become friendly. So we went and drank at the commercial. It was a different beer. It was uh, Carlton. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. in the old days, there used to be like 4X pubs and yeah. Carlton, yeah. Carlton pubs, didn't there? Wombois 4X. Yeah. It was Carlton. Very first time there, I, I ordered me beer with a dash. Oh, it was bloody awful. <laughs> and 
but it was great straight. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, and, that, and that's when I learned to drink beer straight. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah back in those days when we were young, we were all time bound to bloody weddings, weren't we? <laughs> when we got married, about well, the time we got married. Everyone. After we got married and before we got married and that. Um, I don't know, all our friends were getting married. And, yeah. yeah well, well, they're all about the same age. Yeah, that's right. That old song says that. All my friends are getting married. Yeah, mm. and we went to bloody heaps of weddings and we, geez, we haven't been to a wedding for bloody donkey's years now. No. Yeah. no. Start going to funerals now. <laughs> well, yeah, there's one on yeah, Friday. We right. one on Friday, but we're not going to it. No. Mm. Just speaking of Keel Mountain School, I said that's where Sandra and I first met. Yeah. We didn't meet again until, I think you you were 15, I think, just about 16 at the time. Remember the bloody dancing classes we used to go to? We used to go, yeah. The, That's where we met. Teach the, ballroom dancing. The next time. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Who, who was, but of it, Kev Spinnessy. Was it Kev Spinnessy? Oh, Kev yeah. Spinnessy. Yeah. He used to teach ballroom dancing. Kev yeah, Spinnessy. Was to, he a skinny little bloke with... Was skinny, I know about little, he was fairly tall. Was Dark right. hair. Well, if it's a bloke I'm thinking of, he didn't have dark hair by the time I knew him. Oh, well, that'd no, be right. Not. But how old would he have been? Oh, in, in his relation? 20s, probably. Yeah. So, not much older than you. No. About the same age. Yeah. So might, I, might have been a year or two. I'm older pretty sure Kev Spinnessy used was, to come out to Biwa High. Mm. And teach the kids ballroom dance. Oh, that'd be him. Yeah, yeah that'd the, be him. It was always ballroom. For, there was, for the grad, they don't do that anymore, which is a real pity because yeah. it used to be fun. But there he'd come out and he skinny little fellow with grey hair. So and we must have met each other a little bit between then and going to classes because I was working in Mumbai. Yeah, I know. At McLaughlin. Yeah, so you, you would have been coming time. through, I suppose. But that, that's that's when we really From first met. When you were uh, dropping pines down at the railway station. Yeah. Because my father. When he sold out the farm after my mother mm. had gone, he moved, moved next door to his sister and he got the job, Wombai, as the... It, it was a COD COD. Right. It Committee was actually... And work, job went through Wombai Fruit Growers. And right. he, he had to sit in his little hut down at the bloody... Yeah, yeah. Uh, ...railway. And yeah, yeah. And organised how many wagons he needed and talked to all the growers yeah. so they knew how many... Wagons to send up from the yeah. Golden yeah. Circle Cannery for the fruit that was coming yeah. in the next day yeah. and so on. So well, that it was, was the interstate stuff too, mm, mainly yeah. actually interstate. Mm-hmm. Um, Wombai mm. Railway Station on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays it used to be like bloody Queen Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, it was busy. Yeah. All the farmers and carriers yeah. bringing the pines in yeah. um, to go to uh, Sydney and Melbourne markets. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, geez, it used to be busy. I oh, know, I used to take the pines down for Stan. He had a bloody uh, a yellow Chev Blitz. Yeah. And we used to put 180 cases on it. He used to send me down on my own. Yeah. And uh, some, sometimes you'd have to wait, you know, three or four trucks ahead of you before you could unload. Yeah. And I don't know how many used to have to wait for me because I used to have to do it on my own. Yeah. And a uh, big job, and they used to stack the six all on the bloody railway yeah. wagons. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus is getting that sixth one up. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Stan Clark himself, he, he didn't he didn't do it anymore because he, he got a hernia doing it. Yeah, they put a metal plate in his guts. That's why he used to send me down because he couldn't do it himself. Yeah. And um, 
But oh, geez, like those days, Wombai was just every road you'd go out on Keel Mountain Road, the Doolaby Road, out the back of Wombai, all pines. Yeah. Yeah. Only a couple of big farms. Stan Clark yeah, had the biggest. Yeah, was, was the biggest biggest pineapple loading station in Australia. Oh yeah, well, it definitely yeah. was because it was virtually Palmwoods was the only other one. Yeah. And there used to be a lot of them loaded Palmwoods too, but. Um, Jesus, it used to be big in those days, and there were case mills. You know, that used to cut case timber all over the bloody joint because yeah. it was all wooden, yeah. wooden cases in those days. Yeah. And uh, bushel and a half cases. We met up again then at these dancing classes, mm-hmm. and the re- I'll tell you the reason why uh, we started going out together. The this dancing class—it's not, not going to be X-rated, is it? No, it's not X-rated, <laughs> and you can you can put this on because okay. <laughs> it is absolutely true. One of the dancers, none of the young people would know, used to be the progressive barn dance. Yes, oh, I know a progressive barn dance because Kev Spinnessy taught it to the Beelak kids. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how we learn. Mm. Yeah, progressive barn dance where you change partners yes. all the time, and you dance a little bit with everyone. Yes. <laughs> when she used to come round. I used to like the feel of her. <laughs> now that's fair dinkum. Now I don't know why that is. Probably did feel me up too. Uh, yeah, hey? it's not supposed no, to be. No, 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 no. Um, I bet you were, bugger. You, uh, you felt different to the others, and I used to like that. Isn't that, isn't that funny? Yeah. I remember um, Hazel Hawk was asking a uh, some one of the um, reporters interviewing her once and asked her. What was the thing she liked about Bob? What attracted her to Bob Hawke? And she said it was his smell. Oh, right. <laughs> she said he smelt different than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, that's yeah. funny, that, isn't it? Yeah, well, they've done all sorts of studies about that. They reckon yeah, that's but that, that's, that's stuff, absolutely yeah. right. I mean, I could have had the pick of any girls. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't feel right. <laughs> 